bumped my electronic page, so I had to get back to the right one. <laughs> uh, that last song was selected special today. Last weekend I was in the mountains in Yosemite. I had my notes working on trying to do the finishing touches for today's sermon. And while on that mountaintop experience, the Lord kept playing this one song over and over in my heart. Haven't sung it for years. But I thought it tied real well for a lead-in. Because we're going to be talking about talents today. Talents. The time the scriptures were written, <clears throat> a talent was a monetary value. Equal to a life's earnings. Today's terms of money, so you can get a value of it. Uh, talent was approximately 75 pounds of gold. Today's monetary value, not taken into the price of gold, but on a time of a lifetime of earnings, figuring an average of $50,000 a year for 40 years is $2 million or more. Per talent. That's the staggering amount that the Lord is using here. So as we get into this, we'll find we're not just talking of dollars. We're talking about more. Much, much more. Talent can be said to be an opportunity, a blessing, a privilege, a gift, possibly even a responsibility, and yes, even money. But as we get into this, We'll look at different avenues, what some of the things might be. So I'd like to read Matthew twenty five, fourteen through thirty. <clears throat> For it'll be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted them with his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two. To another one, each according to his own ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. He made five more talents. And also he who had received the two talents made two more. And he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. 
And he who had received five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me to me five talents. Here, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But the master answered him and said, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reaped where I have sown, not sown and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take from the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has more will be more given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the the poor worthless servant into the outer darkness. And in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Lord God, we come before you today, Lord. As we open your word on the talents, Lord, we ask that it be your words, that it would stir within us and how we ought to live our lives, that we would not be cast into the outer darkness where there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth, but that we would prove to be faithful and true to you. And be able to lay our golden crowns at your feet. In honor and glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Be with these words. May they be yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice here that the Master is going away for a while. doesn't say how long. But he's leaving. So he calls his servants to him to give him talents. But he gives them to each one according to their ability. Notice in verse 15, 
says that God gave to each according to each one's ability. This is the man who is going away. It's reference to God. As in the other parables that we've been into lately, we have the same analogy. That God gave to each one according to their abilities. Three different servants, three different sets of abilities. One here gets five, one gets two, one gets one. Each according to the abilities. This is the very important part. According to their abilities. We are many members here. Not every member has the same talents. Not everyone has the same abilities, responsibilities. Yet, according to our abilities, we receive. The first two, the one with the five talents, the one with the two talents, are each commended for what they did. They used what they were given. We're not told how they invested or traded, but they made a profit. They brought more back than they had received. They used what they were given. They were afraid they weren't afraid to use what was given them. They put their gifts to use for the kingdom, and they were blessed. What is this blessing of the master? Could it be heaven? Could it be the banqueting table set before us when we get there? Just just the thought of that raises the hairs on my arms, knowing myself that praise be to God. However, we're going to look strongly at the third servant. The one who was given just one talent. Who did not put it to use, but took it away and buried it. He hid it. He was afraid to lose it. Similar to a man who claims to be of his master's house. Yet he does little of the of the work for the master. He benefits from the master's household. But he does the least he can to get by, but yet claiming to be an active member, to being a part. Or maybe he was doing things for his own glory. Putting on a show is to say, look what I've done. What I'm doing. I often get in the way. He tries to justify his actions by trying to 
to hide why he did not put his talent to use. Or should I say, rather, his inaction by burying the talent, hiding it away that he'd be entrusted with. He tried to bring their blame, this inaction, on the master. You are a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not seed. Yet, the Master here does not deny that he reaps where he did not sow. And gathers where he scattered no seed. So as to say is, you know me. If you know my heart, if you know me personally, then you know that this isn't really true, is it? Is the Lord God hard on us? Or is he merciful? Loving, caring God. But if I am, as you say, a hard man, why did you not at least give it to the money exchangers, the lenders of the day? For at least I would get my money back plus a little interest. So what does he do? He takes what he has, the one talent. He takes it away from him. And he gives it to the one with the ten talents who originally had the five. And it's pretty simple what we have today. Those who seem to have the more seems to get more. The one who has little often loses what he has. But he tries to blame his inaction on the master himself. And looking over this servant's speech that he gives, we get the impression of a bad conscience wrapping itself in theology. just doesn't work. He was judged as lazy and wicked. Lazy because he did nothing with his talent. Wicked because he tried to blame his inaction on the Master himself. He wasted the Master's gift. He wasted the opportunity the privilege, the responsibility, and most of all, he wasted the blessing. And then he tries to blame it all on the Master, the Master's actions. 
cast to the place of weeping and gashing of, gashing of teeth. In the Scriptures, we only know of one place what that talks about. It is hell. It's a place we do not want to go. Separation from God, from our Master. To some Christians, they see their salvation as a ticket to heaven. They're just waiting for the bus. Unfortunately, they'll be getting on the wrong bus. It's the one going to hell, not to heaven. We find divine pity will forgive sins, but it will not condone them. This parable teaches us what we are to be doing while we wait for Jesus to return or to call us home. We can't wait around patiently for the judgment. Not just persevere what has been entrusted to us or preserve what has been entrusted to us. God expects us to put our talents, our gifts, to good use. We are responsible for them to see that they are used, to see how they grow for the kingdom of God. They are to be used for God's glory. You may not be the servant that is given five talents or the one with two. Three, four, but at least each one of us has been given one talent that the Lord has given us. We each have at least one talent, one gift. You say, I can't do much physically or with money, don't have it. But are you one who smiles and greets everyone, making them feel welcome on Sunday mornings? Do you get around to everyone, shake their hand and smile? Are you a prayer warrior who lifts up the saints daily, and even those who are not saints before God, encouraging them with letters, notes of encouragement, Are you one who can call and check on someone to see how they're doing? And if they need help, make another call to see that they get the help they need. It may not be much, but it adds up big. Each little thing that you may be doing is a talent, is a gift, an opportunity. Responsibility. You may not think about it, but it is also a blessing. If that's all you can do, just one of these things, then do it faithfully. 
with a joy in your heart. For the kingdom of God to be blessed. God has given us talents we need to use to produce more for His kingdom. Do you get a chance to talk to somebody? Do you share Jesus with them? He gives each one of us the things that are needed to be done. What each one needs to do to bring God glory. That is our aim. That is our whole life, to bring God glory. He saved us. The least we can do is bring Him glory forward. As servants, we are only stewards of the Master's investments. And it is the quality of their stewardship that makes, is that what the stewardship, their stewardship that the Master seeks to measure. Everything belongs to the Lord. We are given freely the use of God's gifts. But we have the responsibility to use them for His glory and for His kingdom. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance. So he's gone away for a while. He's left us in charge of talents. It's our job to use them and use them wisely. The judgment that Jesus is talking about here is not one that can be avoided by repenting. It is the final judgment. It is the last, the great and final judgment. This judgment is coming. It's unavoidable, irrevocable, and it will be too late to repent when it's here. Jesus will return and we will have to give an account what we've done for His kingdom. An accounting of how we used or misused our gifts, our talents, our opportunities, our funds, our responsibilities, and our blessings to further the kingdom of God and for the glory of God. Or, If it's not for God's glory, then whose? Whose did we use it for? That's the question that will need to be answered at the judgment. Judgment is not going to be on how much you you received, how much you were given, but it is about what you did with it.
Jesus didn't call us to be comfortable. He called us to be faithful servants. Sometimes that gets uncomfortable. But it is always rewarding. But faithful we must be, for He is faithful, and we are to be like Him. So whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We grow with each, each use of our talents, our gifts, our opportunities, our blessings, our responsibilities. Our faith grows as we put them to use for God in His kingdom, in His glory. If we keep it to ourselves, it will die. It can only grow when we put it to use. It grows only when we share it with others. What are you doing with Jesus? Do you share Him? What is He doing in your life now? Not last year. Not in years past. But today. Now. What is He doing? Are you sharing that? Are you ashamed to say anything about Him? Or to do something for the kingdom of God? To show your love for Jesus? Do you keep Him under a bushel? He is the light of the world. And a light on a hill cannot be hidden easily. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Paul says in Philippians 4.13. A sharp contrast to this wicked servant. One man, afraid to fail, and did nothing. One man who was free to fail and did everything. Are you making investments in God's kingdom? Are we developing the gifts, the talents, the responsibilities, the blessings, the opportunities, and gifts to use them to help others and for God's kingdom? Oh, how often we do in times of crisis, but other times we seem to shrink away. We hold back and let someone else do it, attitude, because we're just not feeling quite right. Do you think that you have nothing to offer, nothing to share, nothing to make a difference? How blind we can be at times. As we know, the Lord will supply what each one of us needs to be a help to someone and to share God's great love with them. God doesn't need our talents. What He wants is our faithfulness to Him. Yet God doesn't demand any more from any one of us. Whether we have five talents, four, three, two, and yes, even just one. 
We all have the same responsibility. We have that same question that God demands that we answer. What have you done with what I have given you? This is what we must answer to God for. Christ is waiting. If not for God's glory, for whose? No excuses, no accentuating circumstances accepted in lieu of your answer. Apologize for the allergy drip. Jesus loves mankind so much that he gave us these parables. Not to scare us with horror stories of hell, but to warn and save us from that judgment of hell. He loved us so much that he was willing to die in our place. Pierced for our sins. He died to save us from our messed up lives. And eternities. Think about it. Without Jesus in our life, even our eternity, our eternity would be messed up. Jesus died that we might live and live that life abundantly through Him. As we prepare for communion, let us consider these things. Let us bring our talents, our gifts, our offerings, our responsibilities, and our blessings to Him with praise and glory to Him. Worship team, ushers.